ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while, but we're back. We're back with another episode here of the Overlap. We uh, we enjoyed what, like a two week, two week break, something like that. Yeah, yeah. you need to refresh a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we took some time off. We had some nice Thanksgiving with our families, with our friends, seeing some old friends and uh, some some new family. No, that doesn't work. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, <laughs> not for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's no no new family to be seen. But no, we took uh, we took about a week or so off for the for the holiday season, and uh, now we're right back at. It and we apparently missed a lot. Um, actually, we know we missed a lot. So we we have a a lot of stuff on this pod to. to to get to but as always man how uh, how you been i haven't seen you for like a week yeah no no we saw saw each other the night before uh thanksgiving um no i've been all right i miss uh i miss missed uh sitting in your little apartment here and sitting at this super small table with <laughs> <laughs> our two computers and and uh and the mic that you have still not switched out for the one that someone gave you a, couple yeah. of, a month or two ago so yeah so uh you really had to out me like that um Chia, if you're listening i'm going to set up that mic don't worry but yeah we're, uh, we're sitting here in my very small new york apartment with our uh <laughs> our computers practically touching and that's the entire table um so it gives you a sense of what new york life is like but yeah it's been uh it's been a good solid week of uh, ignoring rion for the last week or so uh after thanksgiving so that was always fantastic um no but we're uh we're gonna get back into it and talk a lot of football today. Um, we we kind of wanted to start with with Emery, and then you realize that Arsenal kind of shit the bed today too. So we just start with I guess all of Arsenal, quite frankly, and then like what is is this still a club? Are they are they a team? Like <laughs> the, I mean. We don't, we don't have to really take into their last two results. We don't really have to take those into account because those are on par with what's been happening anyway. So I, I will just talk about, I guess, Emery, who Ellie is here, tried to go to bat for even when it was just obviously failing <laughs> and purely just because the guy is Spanish and, and coached in Spain and... Did, again, did okay. Did, did all right. Did, did a good job. Um, but, you know, uh, he's obviously not, as he's shown his last two positions, he's obviously not <laughs> a good enough manager for this, for uh, clubs of this profile. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I Like, it was really really bad like all of, like his last game is the Frankfurt is losing at home to Frankfurt um 2-1 in Europa League when the stadium was like what 40% full or not something even, like, not like, like, like that was that was it. he was at his own funeral he was watching his own funeral and 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 again not i guess 100% his fault. The players are not... I guess... I mean, we definitely overestimated this, these players. I mean, I think at the same time, I still think there's talent on the attacking side, but the midfield is so much worse than expected. Expected, yeah. They, so much worse than expected. And, well, I mean, like, they're talent-wise, they may just not be very good. Oh, <laughs> I think I think I think that's a possibility. Oh. But at the same time, at the same time, I mean, I blame Emery for how he set up the midfield. So, 
but it's, you know it's a twofold problem. But like, where are we at? Like, this is. But honestly, like, we've had two games since he since um, he was fired, and there's been zero reaction by the players. Yeah. <laughs> or if there has been a reaction, that's even worse because that these are the results that have come with that reaction. So, um, I don't know. Like, let's just start. How many? Legitimately good players are on this team. Like on, on the yeah, Arsenal yes. Please, you squad. you tell me who you like. How many legitimately good players? List them off for in your mind. And okay, in my humble opinion, I'll give you the list of players that I think are quote unquote Arsenal caliber because we can have a whole discussion about whether they're still a top. Are they good team. enough for top four? Like, like right? Okay, are good enough okay. to, to be in a team that's plays in the Champions League. Okay, Aubameyang. Lacazette, I think Pepe makes that list. I think. But for the sake of argument, I'll leave yeah. him there. Well, yeah, we don't, yeah that, uh, well, I'm going to say I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. I, I'm just right. saying it now, I, like, but go on, yeah. Okay, so those three, I think Ceballos, I think Torreira. That's where that list start, or stops. <laughs> um, and I don't think anyone in the back line. Genuinely, between fullbacks and center, I don't think anyone in the back line. But I think Leno is fine. So... That that's about it, and then everyone else obviously dips from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean yeah. I mean, do you agree or no? On, so on my yeah, on my end, that's yeah, I'd say Lacazette and and Aubameyang are are definitely Champions League like level players. Um, Pepe might be, but it's impossible to. It's kind of impossible to know. I said on Twitter he's really doing his best Fernando Torres impression of Fernando Torres at yeah. Chelsea. Like he's doing a like man. He must have been a massive fan of Torres. Like after he became bad, That's <laughs> like, so um, I mean he's just not playing. <laughs> like and then and, and he played in the second half today. Um, and was again most dangerous in a free kick at the end of the game. <laughs> but, well, I mean, but, he's pretty good at those. So again, yeah, that's that's what I'd pay seventy not, million uh, pounds for. Not as good as Messi, but uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'd pay I'd pay four hundred million pounds just for, <laughs> just for Messi to be just come on for free kicks <laughs> yeah. and be good at almost nothing else. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, I, I, for me, yeah. So so those two up top, Pepe will put as who knows. Ceballos? No, <laughs> I don't have any reason to think that. I have no reason to think that. Like, granted, he has he's he hasn't played a massive amount either. But that's what, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. But in, in, even in the games that he played, he you could say it was early in, in his time. So like maybe he's still adjusting, whatever. But he's I have no reason to think that he's actually good at I have no reason to think that I have no reason to think that he's actually good enough to be on Champions League level because you know if, if he was would he have been loaned out let's be completely yeah that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different discussion because I mean when he was at Madrid he obviously didn't get playing time but I think a part of that was because of the fact that Zidane's very rigid with his midfield and doesn't like a lot of change. Like, apparently now he does, but when he was when Ceballos was there, he didn't. Um, but Ceballos, I think talent-wise, from what I've seen, has the ability to be that Champions League player um, if he plays consistently. But he in the last what two years, he just has not. So right. So then, so then you're looking at who's actually good in the midfield, and I I want to say 
maybe Guendouzi, but he's in an impossible oh, I situation. Wow. I, 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 but I don't, I'm not going to say that I know that he's actually good enough because okay. he's in an impossible situation right now. He's Why? 20, he's like 20 years old yeah. and on a team that is a legit dumpster fire right now. <laughs> and it's kind of impossible for him to look very good. Right, like I mean, he's 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 doing so much of running back to try to help defend. Like I like, yeah. I like I think I think he's like good on the ball and stuff, but it's like impossible. I think it's just impossible to tell like how good he actually is. Right, like on this like in this situation right now because it's just a horrible situation to be in. Right. Um, and then backline. I actually think Tierney is good from what we see. I actually think he might he probably is on the level. Baron. Has, I, I don't think anymore. I would. I don't think Baron is. Ago. Yeah, he might still be like coming back from the ACL injury, but I, I mean, yeah. he hasn't. Yeah, he he has like the the couple the few games that he's been back that I've watched. He doesn't look as quick, so I mean, it, it's going to take time. Yeah, but but that still means he's not on that right. Champions League. Level. Right, right, and then Leno maybe Leno might be. Well, I, I mean, he's. <laughs> Faced more shots than any <laughs> keeper in like probably any of the right. top five leagues in, in the Europe. So <laughs> his save percentage is really good. Um, for for uh, yeah yeah for yeah. Um, yeah he's he's actually basically having to do the job of what you'd expect like a team in relegation. To do where, yeah. where that, those are usually those keepers that have like are, are like in the top three or four of saves, right? And like and not, I mean, that, that also like it, it begs the question that they're in relegation form, right? Like they're that's oh, they that's are. all that means. Yeah, they are. So so I guess to go back to how many good players for me, I'm saying yeah, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Tierney, and. Maybe Gwendozy. Maybe Gwendozy. Uh, maybe Pepe. Just again, can't t- really can't tell because there's been yeah. zero. I mean, and even when he's played, there's been kind of zero end product in terms of in open play. So yeah, if, if Joe was here, he'd point out the free kicks. But oh yeah, dude, he, yeah, dude, he, he scores a pretty sick free kicks against that uh, Portuguese <laughs> team in the Europa League that I'd never heard of. So that's that's. <laughs> Dude, so. and it costs them 35 mil per, 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 <laughs> per kick. kick. Everyone that goes in, maybe, yeah. It's just, um, so maybe three, I guess is what I came out yeah. to there. Maybe three players who, I think is, who actually could be like a starting player on a Champions League team. So if you have those those three players then, right, like do you think that they start at least in the back of their heads considering where they want to oh, go? Aubameyang and Lacazette, like, they're not both going to be on this team next season. I, I, that, I would be stunned if both of them are on this team next season. So you think at least one, one of them. At least. And also, I, I mean, maybe this is, a, this is a broader thing, which is hard to tell because the three of them haven't played together a lot. But the times they have played together of Pepe... Aubameyang and Lacazette, even then, still didn't create a, a lot between them. I, I think there is something to be That's said true. that they're not, the three of them are not a very good fit on the pitch together. Because you have Lacazette and Aubameyang who are much better centrally. 
right? Like, Aubameyang's not really a left winger. Like, no, like you not, can't no, play him there. It's so dumb to try to play him there. Like, he's, he's a proper striker. I would yeah. And then you have Pepe, who is an inverted winger. He doesn't go to the byline. He's not crossing right. for Aubameyang or Lacazette, who are both... Well, Lacazette's fair, pretty good in the air, like, on crosses and stuff in terms of... Pretty decent. Like they're both these Alakazet and Aubameyang, both pretty good at headers and like can hold the ball. Alakazet's very good at holding the ball up against defenders. But we have Pepe, who even if you watched his, if you watched his highlights in Ligue 1 last season, a lot of the chances that he created in terms of goals, assists, when he drew penalties, were him cutting inside from the right right side right. and and doing his damage like coming into the middle. He comes into this team and. Almost similarly to like Griezmann, where you put him on the wing and and really his most comfortable thing to do is going in the middle and right. being in the same areas for Griezmann being in the same areas as like a Messi or like Suarez. Right. But Pepe, he cuts inside. Like it doesn't make sense. The three of them actually just don't make sense yeah. on the pitch together, which is probably why they stop playing all three of them together. Like I, I know that Arsenal fans will, will probably be like, why the hell is our seventy two million pound <laughs> player not not um playing? But yeah. it actually might be that they just don't fit well together. Yeah, right? Like it I th- I think you explained it perfectly. I think based on their profiles alone, they can't possibly find each other on the pitch in enough space. Yeah. Right? It just like if you look at the the connections, not even the heat maps, but what you know those those maps where you have the dot and the the pass the, the pass the pass maps, maps yeah. yes yeah. like they they have never been like consistent right like I was looking at them and they're just dispersed all over the place because their positions are so widely different from what they're used to seeing other players in and so I think that individually they're amazing players like I, I individually I, they're good players I, right. I, mean, I said before the season I was like I said talent wise they're they could potentially be on the same level as Liverpool's front three, but one of them had to be the Firmino, and none of them are the right. Firmino. Right. It doesn't like it, especially it not a Bamiang. Especially not a Bamiang. It's never going to be a Bamiang. Right. And it's never going to be Lacazette. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and it's not. It obviously cannot be Pepe either. Right. It just. It doesn't. He's not like. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not. If he was a. If he was a classic winger, maybe it could work. Right. But he's not. He doesn't. That's not where he do, does damage. He doesn't go to the. He's not going to the byline to try and cut it cross yeah. in. Which would have helped, but it just it, they take up the same space yeah. practically. Like almost literally all three of them. No so. one, yeah. The, the, the reason why Liverpool's run three works. So beautifully well is because one of the guys is very willing to sacrifice yeah. scoring goals, and, and it, it works for the betterment of the team. Yeah, and and also it helps that he's literally in the center too. Yeah. He has the two guys. He has Mane and Sally running running right off of him every time. Running down the. Way. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I had to. I just. But, but, but like, there is none of that for for like they they don't have none of those three guys are that type of player, and while Pepe did provide what, ten plus assists last season, um, just like this team just doesn't make like this. This front three does not make sense yeah. together. Yeah. That, at least, at least from evidence, like it's possible that another manager can come in and find a way to make it work. But yeah. it just, like, like I said, profile-wise, like where they're most dangerous, what their most dangerous skill sets are, they don't fit together. They just don't. Right. 
Well, Arsenal are are in a bit of a bit of a bind, <laughs> if you will. Um, Emery's gone. He um, was fired before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, which I think you predicted very accurately, and I did not. So I'll give you that. Um, well, no, I, no, I think I said. Well, I think I flipped at one point. You, yeah, you did. Because I, I said, I said the only reason I thought Emery would be there longer than him is because the club don't really like <laughs> Arsenal. They don't. Yeah, they they don't use. They, they, I mean, like I said, like I said before, they literally let. Arsene Wenger's corpse sit on stand on the touchline for like three seasons yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't fire. Like he was dead in like 2014, yeah. and they were propping him up like yeah. weekend at Bernie's every week <laughs> <laughs> and just putting him on the touchline and expecting yeah. something different. And and we're just like, no, no, another season. He's fine. He's yeah. definitely not dead. <laughs> like, no. So I thought they I thought they just let Emery like finish the season out and mercifully. Mercifully, put him, you know, put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah, put him to sleep. Just like Lenny uh, uh, of oh. and men, just oh. fucking showing the rabbits. And, and but no, they didn't. They actually killed him in front of everyone. <laughs> they murdered him in front of like thirty <laughs> percent filled stadium. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Lenny. By the way, um, yeah, no, I I agree. But now that he's gone, the, the question of whether the right time is it kind of passed. It's, it's beyond the right time in a lot of people's minds, but yeah, it should have been fired like well, a month ago <laughs> <laughs> when they, when they started losing badly or was that two months ago? Uh, well, he, honestly, he maybe should have been fired after the Europa League final, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but, but you know, that's a totally separate discussion. <laughs> but now that, now that he's gone, where do Arsenal go? Right. Where, like what's, what's, what do you, I don't even think success is a thing in like a concept. Yeah, this season's for that. done. This yeah, season the season's dead. Just yeah. dead this season. It's completely done. Like that's. It's. I think it's a. It's a confidence thing. Like they're partially nine games is gone. Like, right. No. 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 That's true. That's true. No. No. It's true because like at some level. You you can't drop points to the team that they've dropped points to. Like I like we know how horrible they are like defensively and just like his. Historically, like like maybe historically bad in terms of the shots that they allow, uh, the amount of shots. After the end of the first half today against Brighton, Brighton had fourteen shots. <laughs> it was, Are you serious? Fourteen shots. I'm oh, sorry, maybe not. It was probably. I think actually it was like fifty-five minutes in, but still. Oh my god! They had fourteen god. shots, so also seven at oh, that point in the year. At home. At home. At home. Like, it's amazing how many shots this team concedes. And I said it in our, like, our group meeting, have they ever won, like, don't even, like, let's not even go with, like, the 50-50 balls. Like, the second ball that comes down after two people go for it. Yeah. I, was, I watched, like, the last half hour and 40 minutes of that game. They like that's also a big reason why they give up so many shots. They don't win that ball. Like, no. well, they're not even fifty fifties for them most of the time. Like fifty fifties, again in the name, is supposed to be fifty fifty, but they lose like eighty percent of those headers, and then they don't get the second ball. So, like, right, right. Like, so they're just always on the back foot, and then you have like a, you have Terrera and and Jacques. I don't. I'm. Very surprised you put Terrera in like Champions League uh, quality. Show nothing. He's show, like really show nothing to do that. But even though, granted, um, 
he was being played almost as a granite. number ten. You said granite or granite. Uh, oh, granite shock. No, 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 no. Granted, granted. granted. Okay. okay. All right. I was saying granted that that Emery basically tried to play him as a number ten for. Like, yeah. yeah. That was. That's a totally different. But uh, and then and then uh, again you have granite. Jaka, who played next to him today, and again, still waiting to see him win a win a tackle ever. But um, sorry, at least not get a yellow card for a tackle. Yeah, yeah, that's not winning a tackle if you get. A yeah, yellow card. That's, that's true. That's so, true. I'm just committing <laughs> a foul. Game, but. Yeah, um, but no, I don't know. I have no idea where they go next. I mean, I, I genuinely don't know either. Like their their options are like they don't have they're not good options. Process. They're not gonna finish. I mean, maybe they'll finish top six because maybe. when you look at like fifth through like sixteenth, <laughs> they're basically all the same. Yeah, yeah. And but who cares if they finish top six? They'll just play Europa. I mean, honestly, they're probably better off if they don't finish top six and just, just not have to play. Yeah. In, in Europe, not have to play during midweek next season. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for now, man, I, I don't know where they go next. Their, their options are extremely limited. Um, there's been the talk of Brendan Rodgers. No, it's not going to be fair. It's not. He left Celtic in the middle of the season when they were about to win the treble and came to Leicester in January last season, which is not the same step as going from Leicester to Arsenal. Arsenal. (laughs) Right. It's a totally different step. You're going from one league, which all due respect is not on the caliber of the Premier League. No, it's not. To... A team that is but Celtic in the Premier League to a team that is worse off in the Premier League. Yeah, but I was going to say like, I was saying more like levels of like of Celtic and Leicester. Oh, like oh, I see. I see. And, and going mid season to Leicester. If he's gonna, if he yeah. could do that, <laughs> and it's not like Leicester were like top four when he went to that. No, no, so, they're, like, they're not doing. They're mid table. Yeah. Like, Still, that's no. I, I don't think he will. I don't no, think he will. Yeah. But the the precedent he set the precedent already. Like this would not be. Right. This would be. This would be fairly absurd because, be because Lesser are, are because at this point, like it would be a collapse for Lesser not to finish in the top four. Right. So like so him leaving them at that point. But Brendan Rodgers is a very ambitious man. Like, so, but but again, that goes on the way to go next. That's literally right. probably their biggest, their <laughs> the, like the most hopeful option that they have because I mean, as much yeah, as they want to say Pochettino, like what yeah. the fuck would Pochettino go to? One logistically, it doesn't it, it, it like he wouldn't do like if he wouldn't go to Barca because of his Espanol connections, he's not going to go to Arsenal. Like, oh, yeah. No. That, that, like, that makes know, even know. less sense. Yeah. Um, that's just, like, one. Two. <laughs> like, he will have at least, in the least, he'll probably have the option of, of the Bayern job at the end of the season. Posh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, at work, probably, like probably. he probably will have that. Like that's probably like on the table yeah, now yeah. for him, right? right? To to do maybe mid season, maybe end of the season, and then obviously Real Madrid. If things go poorly, I mean, if things go poorly, pretty much, right? right. Which always liable to happen with Madrid, yeah, exactly. but. Um, 
United's still a better job for him. Like, that's still, I know, like, I know, I know, dude. Like, we texted about this. We were talking about Jaden Sancho yeah. going to United, <laughs> and I was like, dude, he he probably, like, that's definitely an option because, as I said, even with this absolute, like, chasm that's just actually, it's not, I said dumpster fire, but it's more like a, a chasm in the earth that is literally, like, burning molten lava that you can see when you walk into Old Trafford. Yeah. They, they'll bring these players in and they'll see it and they'll still be like, yeah, this is still United though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. It's, also it's still United. United. It's still Manchester United. It doesn't right, matter. Right. <laughs> like, it does not matter how shitty the team is. Right. How absolutely like that's what I'm saying like molten lava to the core because to the core the yeah. club is actually pretty horrible <laughs> like, like, it's not even just the manager to right. the core to the literal owners right like it's an absolute shit show but, the nicest way of putting it but you wouldn't you wouldn't want to subject Pochettino to at least I wouldn't want to subject Pochettino yeah, to I that mean, but again that's Still probably looking like a better job for like, he probably still looks at that as a better option than going than managing Arsenal. I, I mean, honestly, yes, yeah. I don't think that's ever a conversation. Like, I understand. I understand that United isn't doing very well right now, but still, like at worst, he has almost an endless amount of money. Even though United are in pretty deep debt, but like still, almost endless amount of money. Right, so where they go next? I don't know. I don't. Like, they should probably just let this season go out with Lundberg, unless, unless somehow Allegri, Allegri is is legitimately probably their best option, uh, because because he's the most available. <laughs> he's also apparently learning English in, yeah. in Italy and is prepared to. Come to England, so why not? But yeah, yeah, that's where United. Why not? Sure, yeah, why not? Um, why not? I guess, but like it's, <laughs> it's it's interesting though because if they thought that Emery was too pragmatic. Uh, I, mean, oh, I didn't. I didn't think like, that. Yeah, they thought Emery was pragmatic, and and were still wanting to see some of like the football they saw, and the at least they were still seeing nice football with with uh, Wenger. Yeah, and they thought Emery was too pragmatic. You're in for a you guys. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Juventus wasn't winning City by like. Scoring tons of goals, <laughs> they were they were like Ajax. Like when, that's not why they were dominating Serie A with, with Allegri. Like, yeah, there's a re- there's also a reason why Juve went from Allegri to Saudi. So, right. Like, <laughs> right. Also, there's a reason why there's this understanding that Italian teams are defensively sound. It's because they're defensively sound and they have a tradition of doing that stylistically that Allegri has 
put in place in every team that he's ever managed. Yeah. It's not like this isn't new. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not. He's not coming in and being like, oh, let me figure out how to work Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe into the same lineup. Absolutely not. That's not gonna happen. His his top priority is how do I get David Luiz out, and that's yeah. literally it. <laughs> yeah. So the options are very limited because of the clubs that will likely have openings at the end of the season and Arsenal just simply they're not they're not going to go above the I guess list in terms of if you're talking oh. about yeah if you, I mean if you're ta- if you're talking about a manager they're not going to jump above the possibility of being a manager at Real Madrid Manchester United or like Bayern Munich, no. Right? So that like, never, yeah. I mean, never, not necessarily. Like, right, right. So again, I said this before. They should. I, I still think Eddie Howe would be a good, a good fit for them, or at least the thing is, I don't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they, but someone said something along the lines of, most likely for also really take a step to like really get out of this and take a step forward. They're probably going to have to take a risk on a manager. Like, like they'll probably have to take a risk on someone. Arsenal, right? Yeah. Not, you know, yeah. yeah, because yeah. the Emery thing was the, like, established manager. Like, we thought we knew what we were getting, but obviously they were mistaken. Or, no, no, they were just mistaken completely. But why not just take a risk on someone? Like, honestly, what do you have to lose? Being in Europa League for like the fourth straight season. <laughs> yeah, yes, actually, they do. They do have that to lose. Right, they're now. already not to do with the third straight season. So, like, <laughs> what's what's one more? Honestly, I don't know who's the next best option for them because I think I think that's a conversation for the summer. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I don't think that it's gonna. There's gonna be a clear picture between now and June. Quite frankly, no, there won't. There won't. Yeah, and. I think they will want to get a manager in as soon as possible before the Euros and before Copa America where they can decide what their transfer policy is going to be for the summer and set the tone for the, the next, at least hopefully that first manager stays for a season, right? Or that the next manager stays for a season. I just, I, they're, they're, I don't even know if I can consider them a top club anymore. Like a, a club that you just say is, is a top six team, right? It, that's, where, that's the state of their club right now. That's the state of Arsenal. Well, they're not. They're not a. I mean, even in, I guess in the worst years of Wenger. Well, actually, the worst years were like his last one or last two season, yeah. seasons. But like, like even in the mediocre years of Wenger, he was still finding a way to finish top four. But that was. To be fair to Arsenal, I guess in like in a sense. The league where it is now and where it was, let's say, seven years ago, completely different. Like, yeah. finishing top four in, like, 2011, 2012, whatever, you really only had – I mean, the top four was, was more or less set because also because at that time Liverpool were going through a tough time. Right. And they were not a consistent Champions League team. No. Um, finishing top four was just not to disrespect – Wenger was just much easier. Yeah, like, no, like I agree. I Arsenal agree. could be not 
close to the level of the teams who are finishing first or second and still easily like almost easily finish fourth based on the talent alone yeah just on talent alone like they're like the golf in talent from fourth to like to fifth basically right but it's not there anymore like it's too like the the six to seven basically teams now are they're too there's too small of a gap for them to go out and and not pick the right manager and then also not do the right recruitment you know bringing in Davalois and apparently not watching his game tape for the last like 3 seasons beforehand <laughs> or maybe they only watched the game tape of um of the Conte season and <laughs> and that's their, and yeah and just didn't really know what the formation didn't realize the formation that was being played but uh they may have actually not realized that genuinely yeah they probably didn't i said he's only he's pretty much only good in the back three but um no, like they're good. You get punished for this now. You get punished for not being—I don't want to say perfect, but like not having a clear vision of what you're trying to do with your team. The team has zero identity. I'd be very curious to hear, I guess Jay and maybe our friend Jay and maybe other like Arsenal fans what their feelings are on the board now because. I remember Jay saying, like at the end of the summer, like, "Oh yeah, the board's been like this is much different. They've like whatever they've gone out and gotten their guys and blow whatever, whatever, because it was just I guess better than before. It was, bef- it was than just better than, than before, than history, yeah. but the bar was so unbelievably low. In the same way, I guess with Tottenham this past summer too, the bar was just so unbelievably low. <laughs> like just getting in a player that." It was not just hot trash was 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 a win, but just having a clear transfer policy yeah. <laughs> like, was a win. Um, but it, it almost feels like two yeah. steps forward and or one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, yeah, because now you have to look at me like, well, a lot of you guys are the ones who said maybe. He's like boys with Emery. That's the, like, yeah. like like they ended up choosing Emery over again taking a chance on someone like Mikel Arteta. Right, right. Which whatever you could said it maybe it was too early. Whatever you, you've gone early, backwards yeah. in eighteen months. So what <laughs> could it have really been any worse? Right. Um, and then they, they were just holding on with Emery for like two, three weeks at least. Right. Like, a month. A month. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that like the is where's the confidence in that board? I wouldn't have pretty little. <laughs> like yeah, why? Like yeah. why? They, they he held on to it because it was like he it was like his friend basically, and yeah. and also ended up being the guy who hired. Very, very United States Federation. <laughs> also, dude, if you're if you're a U.S. soccer fan and Arsenal fan, these last three months. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone dude, <laughs> because they're like merging into the same thing. That's <laughs> but, absolutely but, terrible. But, <laughs> I also can't believe that you just made that comparison. <laughs> I don't want to hear that again. But, Jesus, man. But, uh,. But no, it's just it's basically Emery is egg. He, is, he he actually was egg for the last for the last month of his tenure. Yeah, he really was. And them choosing not to fire him and basically hiring him, very similar. But um, very similar handling from the from the top brass of of like it, it was almost like 
Egg's brother was on the board of Arsenal, of, of Arsenal <laughs> and, and making these decisions. But um, but no, that obviously wouldn't happen. He would have immediately uh, faked a real interview process and just brought in his brother to, to coach <laughs> afterwards. But we're, we're getting sidetracked. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm not. I there's no more international breaks until like March. So I, I've been <laughs> sorry. I've been trying to. I'm trying to just get the U.S. U.S. soccer out of my head. But as you can see, it's not exactly working. But yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Arsenal are screwed. Moral of the story. TLDR. This season's just dead. Just you know, just chalk it up. Just it's Actually, done. Yeah. Like this is again. They should. They should. I said before the season. This should be a team that at worst. I feel like at worst, like the team should probably win the Europa League because what's the competition? What's their competition? But I'm telling now you, they drops out of Group F in the Champions League. No, yeah, maybe, yeah, then um, hell. At this rate, Arsenal's probably going to lose to like uh, Salzburg in like around the 16, and it'll. I can't wait. And no, Salzburg and it'll be Liverpool. Ah, yeah, right. But but <laughs> but at this rate, that is the only. That is the. Collision course that I'm looking at right now. They're a team where they'll probably go into it be like, oh, well, they're probably like not that good, blah blah blah, and then lose because right. Salzburg actually are not a bad team at all, <laughs> and actually know what the hell they're doing when they get on the field. So exactly. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Anyway, we spent the last while on talking about Arsenal, but we do want to talk about the rest of the Premier League as well. But. It, I mean, I feel like I'm not going to lie. I feel like the Premier League is already decided, title-wise. I, I think that's already decided. I, I, I think we can kind of agree on that. I, I do agree. Man, the, the City lost didn't, didn't fully put me there, but the drawing to Newcastle to poopy Newcastle who are just getting results it's actually quite disgusting to watch I mean I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat happy because DeAndre Yedlin's on the team yeah. but what a horrible whatever I'm not going to get too into that they're not a good team but they're sitting 11th it's amazing but um, now the, the, the draw to Newcastle and then Liverpool winning it put them in the anchor point they, they, they fell 11 points back they're yeah. not going to they're, yeah. they're not going to win the league um, even, even if they want to Leicester are, Leicester have not Hit the anchor Well No they haven't They haven't At any point Been 10 points behind Liverpool Not at one, t- not at one point I mean so, I mean Yeah they're still not now I mean I don't They're not going to win the, They're not going to win the league But Right But um, Yeah They're the only team that is On my metric Still has a chance But not really um, So yeah I know I think I think I think it would take something unreal for them to not win the league at this point. Almost like last season, or well, because that was pretty unreal. That was literally the definition of. But like, I didn't, I didn't expect that. They still won a lot of their games, <laughs> like at the end of last. Like, right, right. Like it was. It like like we said, it took City winning fourteen straight games <laughs> to, to end the season by one point. Not being unbeaten for fourteen right. straight games, winning fourteen straight games, including yeah. beating Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. it, it took all that, and also they were they were also in the Champions League too. Like they also had all that going with right. them too. So like, it took a superhuman effort, basically. Yeah. Um, 
it's probably not going to happen again. Probably not. Like, so, like something, something, yeah, astronomical would have to happen basically during this December period because mm-hmm. remember they do have a Club World Cup game and I believe a Premier League or, or a League Cup, sorry, Club World Cup and a League Cup game consecutive back, days. Back to back, yeah. So, you know, their, their, squads, their, their squad depth is going to be tested like immensely during this, during this December period. So, I, I still believe like Anchor Point keeps them at least fine with City. Um, but yeah, really, really, really crucial for them to get to like the second week of January and still be at least, let's say like at least like six or seven points up on on City. And I, if they're still that, then I think they'll be fine. But but I mean, this this will be the test. This is the real test. The, the amazingly, they basically played at like. Not really championship level, not really like champion level for like four or five weeks. Not 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 the last couple of weeks, but like before like before that. Right. Um, Beginning of and, and they were still winning games. So like you know you, you can't. You'd have to imagine they probably won't go through a stretch like that again for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I would. I, would I, don't have, know, I don't know about that. I think they could go through a stretch like that. I just think that they'll continue grinding out results. Well, I just yeah, I mean yeah, perhaps yeah. I just feel like really, really good teams will, maybe, will only have one stretch like that in a season. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to... And even and even so, in the big games, they've just come up and played really well. So it might just be more of like a mentality kind of thing. They, they know how to win games, and then against like the lesser teams, like they just know how to just right. get across the line. Right. Um, and then they really show up for like the big games. Um, do you think that this no. team could be an invincible team? This is just a, po- a thought. That no, I mean, it, you have to ask it. We're 15 games into the season. Yeah, exactly. You, ha- you have to, like, think about it. But the only reason why you might, why I feel like maybe people aren't talking about it very much is because, exactly. again, they, 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 they haven't looked unbeatable. Right. right. <laughs> but, they, but at the same time, they have not been beaten. Yeah. So, um... Which is not what Arsenal's Invincibles were like. And Arsenal's Invincibles truly looked like... Yeah, in, in but they couldn't be beaten. Like, yeah, like they really couldn't yeah. be beaten. Even though I will still say to this day, they still are not, they still were not like even top... They're not even like top three in terms of points record in the... No, but is, yeah, yeah. And they had like 13 draws that season. Yeah, exactly. Is, but, but, but the... But nonetheless, they did not lose a game, so... Exactly. Um... Yeah, I, I think I, w- I think it's possible. Like, why not? Like, they've drawn one game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> one another, that's another point. Like, they've like, only drawn one out of a host. It feels like team. even at their worst, they draw. <laughs> like, right. And arguably their worst game of the season was United, was away to United, which was a draw. Right. So, I mean, I, I think they'll be... I. I'd love to see the odds on it, but um, you have to say it's possible. Like, why, I, I would say you it's have possible. to say you, have to, you can't say it's likely because we're not even halfway through the season. Right, I would put money on it. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely possible if they if they stay healthy. If 
there's no long-term injury to the fullbacks, which I still think is the most important position for them. If there's no long-term injuries to either of those two guys, um, if for the most part, the front three stays healthy. I mean, we saw today they didn't. They only played one of those front three, and or yesterday, sorry, saw played one of those front three and scored five goals. Like, so, um, and like some really good goals too. Yeah, <laughs> um, shout out yeah, yeah, really. I went, um, fun fact: I went, um, I went back when I was looking at the goals from the Everton uh, Liverpool game yesterday. I, uh, I I was feeling particularly masochistic, so I went back and watched the entire Liverpool Barcelona highlights uh, today. Wow. So yeah, wow. I was uh, I was impressed with Origi, but I'm um, still a little triggered. So yeah. we'll we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah, so so like I said, I, I still think Liverpool. We think Liverpool is it take a lot for them not to win the league at this point. And really, like they they're they're playing against themselves. Really, for the mo- like they're playing against themselves in terms of being able to keep their levels. Their mentality level at, at that point, which they should be able to, because Liverpool have never won the Premier League, so like they have the motor, like the motivation is right there. It's, <laughs> like, it's very real. Yeah, like, Man City. Like the, the yeah, fans, like that. and the fans are not going to let them forget that. <laughs> like, like yeah. forget that. Like, ultimately, that's what they care about the most. Right. right. Um, more than Champions League, more than FA Cup, everything. Right. So, right. Um, so for them, we're good. And then looking at the rest of the top four, you know. Le- Lesser have been just they, they've I think they've gotten better the last few weeks honestly um, they've given up the least number of goals even yeah. though they got rid of Harry Maguire <laughs> that's that's telling isn't it <laughs> why don't you tell oh, me about God. how you love Harry Maguire I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> I, I was yes way, I, was way yes, I understand I understand I still think he's great but but. <sighs> Yes, yes, they have conceded fewer goals, <laughs> and I understand. I understand what you're saying here, right? <laughs> yes, uh, is there a possible Ewing theory um, yes. case to be made for Harry Maguire? Maybe. <laughs> There's a case to be made. There's a case to be made. I have been secretly putting some documents together in a file, and <laughs> I'm just I've just refused to look at the entirety of it. But um, yeah, no, they've been great though. They've been great, and then obviously not playing midweek a lot, like not playing in Europe, has helped. It's it's a it's a thing. It's, it absolutely helps. <laughs> it, in terms of one, they don't really. F- have injury troubles. They haven't had injury troubles pretty much all season. Um, and they're fresh for most of their games. Like, they're, they're ready to go and they have a full week to prepare. And, like, this, this is a thing. Like, if, especially where the margins now are so, so thin to be in the top four, right? Yeah. Like, that kind of thing where you have the talent. Or that's obviously what we underestimated that they did have the talent to, to be a top four team. But if you have the talent and you don't have to expend your players two to three times a week. It's that that's that's really the that's pretty much the difference. I mean, even if they were playing in like Europa League, they probably still would be a top four team. But just you know, based on how everyone else yeah. <laughs> is playing, but um, but to look this good doing it is different, right? 
I mean, it reflects it reflects positively on Brendan Rodgers of all people too. Of course, like that's yeah. that's a huge part of it. And obviously, we can talk about his move from Celtic all we want, but he he quite frankly is doing a great job with Leicester, yeah. and they're gelling, they're playing well, they are literally second in the table above Man City. Like you can't, I honestly don't think you could ask for more from them right now. I yeah, I don't not, think yeah. you can, other than playing Champions League football, but, like, that's which, which they're, they're that was gonna not going to happen based on last year. Yeah, they're going to be in the Champions League next season. Like, they're they're not... They are uh, 12 points up on, on fifth place. So, like, they're not... They're going to finish in the top four. Like, absolutely. Um, but on to, I guess, that, that's pretty much all I've got to say for Leicester. I mean, they've been great. Um, it's been really impressive that the midfield is really good. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, Telemans. Telemans on fire. Great. I remember when he was like a youth prospect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, we, you know, there were always these big clubs. There, you would always hear rumors about him going to a massive club and stuff. And um, and you know, maybe he will, like in a year or two from now. But uh, yeah, him, Madison, Indeedy. Like wow! Like wouldn't wouldn't like Arsenal or United or United, but especially Arsenal. Kill to have like Wilfred and Didi. Oh, oh, like, I mean, kill for it. Like that, he's good. He's like very good. <laughs> no, I think I think and they would. And he's an actual defensive midfielder that actually wins tackles. Like, I I think United could do with him more. I think either I, one. I either, think either, either one. one. Sure. But, either um, one. Yeah. So it's great from him, and like then obviously like Chilwell's been great. The center backs have been really have been like they they look organized. And then big shout out to to like Ricardo Pereira, the right back, who's who's like also very like very very good, like really good at dribbling for a right back. Um, he's not like a he's not like a Alexander Arnold type of player where like he's really good at crossing and like cross field passes and all that yeah. good stuff. Like he's he makes really good runs and, and is very good at dribbling for a right back. So no, they're they've been they're great and they and they've done a great job to to be above Manchester City at this point. Who Again, I'm not really worried about. That. I think it's just not really their year. <laughs> like you look at the chances they create, and obviously they dominate possession. But like chances create that they make good chances and just don't finish well enough. They haven't finished well enough this season, and and that's costed them points. Like that's costed them probably like five or six points this season. So. I mean, they they destroyed Burnley like two days ago, and their goals were still were really good. And they're they're gonna finish on top of their group. Uh, well, I think I think they they haven't clinched top spot in their group, but they'll they'll finish they'll likely finish top spot. And it's gonna be interesting to see the the Manchester Derby this weekend. Yeah, and then you have the Derby this weekend. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, two. I mean, United coming on. Uh, a little better the last like week or two. You, I have you have to give them credit. You have to give them some credit. That- I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm actually gonna give Marcus Rashford the credit. I don't know if well he's finally uh, getting at least a normal level of service. Right. I mean, I know the goal he scored yesterday. The first goal he scored yeah. against Tottenham was a really good shot. I mean, probably should have been saved, but but still, like he's he's been their best player this season. Like when they've gotten him. Like mediocre level service, he's been pretty good. Like, so I have to give some credit to them. No, that'll be a good game. Yeah, you know, I think I think City's just 
it's just not really their their year. Like the, the Liverpool thing is is like you couldn't have expected them to come out this hot, right? You couldn't right. have expected them to drop only two points before 15 games. Like, there's not much they could have done about that for on, on City's side. So, um, obviously, you can nip it. You, like I said, they probably should have five or six more points. But 32 points through 15 games, you'd expect yourself to be, like, at most, like, five points off of first, right? Like, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't really expect yourself to be yeah. 11 points off first. Like, you wouldn't expect, that seems impossible <laughs> to, to, to with, with the points that uh, City have. So, not I'm not really worried about them. They'll easily finish, I, I still think they'll finish second, but they'll easily finish top three, probably. Um, and then, you know, when we get closer to the end of the season, we can talk more about whether or not maybe this is Guardiola's last season, even though he has another year left on his contract, but it just feels a little, I don't know. I, I, I just still have a sneaky feeling that, that he might just pass it off to Arteta or something like that at the end of the season. But After, after having kind of enough. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, he, he's not, granted, he's only, this is only what, his third this is top third season. Yeah, like top, well, third season, but also third, right. like, uh, senior level oh, um, job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I guess you could only go off the last two experiences where he didn't stay right. for more than four years. So, right. um, and then Bayern was only three years. So, yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think City will be fine. Um, not much to say on them. Um, Chelsea, obviously, they lost two in a row. They, I mean, the City game, we went and watched that. Like, they were pretty good in the first half. Mm-hmm. And the second half was, I thought, was pretty shitty. Game. I didn't think either team were very good in the second half. And, I mean, Chelsea definitely wasn't good enough to get a point in, like, for just judging off of the second half performance. And, yeah, so so that one was not, again, they lost by six goals there last season. Yeah. So, so, you know. Um, <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in the words of Brian, he said that anything better than that result will be a win for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Moral victory. Um, <laughs> but, and that, but then they went and they, they played probably their worst, they probably had their worst performance of the season playing against West Ham and, and lost, and lost 1-0 at home. in that at home too. Yeah. yeah. Where, where they haven't been great um, they've been slightly above average. Um, average yeah, yeah. Um, they've been a much better team away from home, but you know, they they got back on track with a win against. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it right now. Um, this past Aston Villa, Aston Villa. You obviously saw at the weekend against West Ham, they didn't have Tammy Abraham, and the options behind the striker is. Pretty slim. I would rather have Giroud as a second striker than Bashuai, but really, Giroud has not. Like you could in the game against West Ham, he hadn't played for for Chelsea at least. He hadn't played for like three to four weeks, so it looked like he was pretty lacking match fitness. Even though he had played with with France um, over those international breaks, but um, yeah, I mean Abraham's just. He's really differentiated himself from the other from the other two options. Um, 
He's because, quicker, more energetic. Quicker, yeah, like, yeah. He, he really, he's, he really, I think, is somewhat similar to Druden's hold-up play. Um, but he's just quicker than Giroud, and you know, obviously the energy quicker than Giroud, and and just you know, he's more athletic. Really, it's, it's really just athleticism yeah. um, that sets him apart from Giroud, and being able to actually finish with his head and feet. So. Uh, yeah, no, and and, and Pulisic has been legitimately their like their best player, their best. I'm this is no bias, like seriously, he's been the best attacking player on the team for like three weeks now, at least. Do you count Conte as an attacking player? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't count as an attacking player. <laughs> what kind of question is that? He could be. It, he could be considered an attacking player in some senses. He could. Why? Why would you think he's been better? He's been, I mean, he's been the better player, right? He's at least give me that because Pulisic has been amazing. He, yeah, Conte is a. Well, they're two completely different players. <laughs> like, well, in the context of what they're supposed to do for the team. Conte has had yeah, yeah. Christian has started yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But everything. But but no, I wouldn't count Conte as an attacking player. Um, not at all, really. I mean, uh, I, I could talk. So so no no so so let me <laughs> let me just get the full scope of this full scope here. He's been. In terms of, give me a sec here. Well, actually, you you talk a little bit about what you've seen from not not from Pulisic, but give me whatever you've seen from Chelsea and and maybe like the other top four teams, or you could talk a little bit about Wolves if you want right now. Yeah, um, and I will give you the reason why he actually has been fine. Okay, I think that for let's start off with Chelsea as a whole. Chelsea have been a much better side than I expect them to be this season. That is hands down, without a doubt. Objectively, my opinion. I think that at the same time, though, they still have very obvious deficiencies, um, mainly wing back position um, or full back, depending on how they kind of play. Um, and then I also think on the right side of their front three hasn't been as strong. I know Pulisic usually plays on the left, sometimes switches, but generally on the left. I think that those weaknesses are costing them much more heavily than they actually could be. Um, and I think that Conte's had to make up a lot of ground to cover that. And I think that Jorginho's also, although he doesn't make up as much ground, he's, he's had to certainly do his part in making sure that literal physical ground is covered in running and, and whatnot. Not necessarily like passing, opening up passing lanes or anything, which is what is good at, but Conte's had to do a lot more work defensively, um, which has taken away a little bit from his attacking abilities, at least his box-to-box, quote-unquote, abilities. Um, and I think in that sense, yeah, he's been the more apparent player in the Chelsea squad. Conte is. Pulisic has done a great job, though, of being able to take the ball and, and push it into the final third and pass players and whatnot. His touches, like, the last two weeks, his touches have been fantastic. Yeah. His touches and his general awareness of like he gets rid of the ball quicker now. Like it just took time to get acclimated to the league. But for the actual statistical evidence here. So, expected goals 
expected goals per 90 plus expected assists per 90 minutes, right? I will name I will name off the top 10. And it, it'll actually be... <laughs> there will be at least a couple... There will be probably at least two surprises here. But first, first is Sergio Aguero. Second is Gabriel Jesus. Third is... This is, this is for players who have played at least 600 minutes. Okay. Okay? Which, you know, that's... The, the highest minutes that uh, at least anyone is at is 1350. So, you know, this is at least 1600 minutes. Um, or 600 minutes. So, Aguero, Jesus, Sterling, holy shit, three city players are in top three. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Let's yes. <laughs> talk about that. Again, again, this team's not going to the league, but they're going to play. But, like, like, just think about this. <laughs> it's going to be because they, one injury is going to pretty much be the reason why they don't win the league. But um, that's your top three. Fourth, Marcus Rashford. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah, fourth. fourth. Maybe not as recently, but that's still generally surprising. Yeah, he's sitting fourth. Fifth, Kevin De Bruyne. So four out of the top five. <laughs> and they're not going to win the league. They're not going to win the league. <laughs> Again, unbelievable. Um, uh, sixth, Tammy Abraham. Oh, interesting. Okay. Seventh, Bernardo Silva. Eighth, Riyad Mahrez. So. <laughs> I mean, that's not the surprises I was really talking about, but again, they have. Give me the non city players. <laughs> they have six of the top eight. Okay, that's, that's just not fair. Um, but ninth, Christian Pulisic. Tenth, Sadio Mane. Oh, that's a little telling. <laughs> that's actually a little telling. He's sitting in the top 10 of expected goals and assists for 90. Like, he has been Wait, one of the crazy. best players in the Premier League this season. And after not, this again, he had, in that top 10, he's got, he's played 800 minutes. Um, the only players that have played fewer minutes than him in that is Riyad Mahrez and Jesus. God, wait, that's... A, all right, when you put it like that, that's kind of crazy because, well, it goes. It kind of goes back to what I was saying a second ago about him being able to, to play the ball with his small or his close control touches and get rid of the ball into a, a space that he should be getting it into. That is the most impressive part about his game right now. And he's been doing that in an exemplary fashion. Like, I, I can't fault anyone for that. Like, it's been nine out, well, literally nine out of ten. <laughs> like, fantastic. The, the thing that makes me think that Conte is the quote unquote better player, the MVP of the Chelsea team. Well, no, yeah, he's the most valuable player. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. I, told, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. They're two. But again, they're two completely different players. Like, yeah. Again, yeah, in the context of their roles. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and, and you know, again, just to, I'm going to try to wrap up the Chelsea stuff here. But you know, yeah, Pus- those stats. Pulisic has literally been one of the is been one of the ten best players in the. Just judging off of those stats, one of the ten best players in the league. It, and it's because he gets into the right spaces. Gets into the right spaces. That's, that's so crucial. Right. And and again, this is after he didn't play for like a month. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> he yeah. just wasn't. He wasn't in. He wasn't in the uh, roster of nineteen players when Chelsea went to Lille. 
early in, like he just wasn't even on the bench. Yeah. So think about that from there to here. Amazing. Um, but also shout out to Kovacic, who's been. Matt. Who just knows? Yeah, it just he just seems more comfortable in, in knowing what he's supposed to do, which maybe has not been the case in his past situations. Yeah. But um, no, uh, yeah, yeah, deficiencies are obviously there in, in, in defending. Um, uh, Rudiger should be back within the next. I think there's a possibility he's on the bench for this weekend, so he should be back within the next seven to ten days, and that'll be massive because again, he's still the best defender on the team and to be playing without your best defender this for this long is kind of tough <laughs> so, but i mean honestly zuma he's been fine he's no been he's fine. been he's he's been actually so much better since the start of this season like he's he's progressed more than anyone else and well, when you com- when you compare you know shit no okay no 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 but but Tomori has Tomori as great as much you know potential and stuff he has. You've brought this up. He gives like he does kind of just give the ball away sometimes, like at the back and stuff. But and and, and those mistakes cost him to take him out of the team. Uh, yesterday it was as, uh, Andres Christensen and and Zuma. Zuma has started every game. Like the only changes that have been made in the center back pairing is. In Christensen to to uh, Tamori the last like week or two weeks pretty much, so Zuma probably has that starting spot locked up more than any of the other um, center backs. Outside of when Rudiger comes back, it's probably going to be Rudiger and Zuma to start off at least. So I don't know. He's been better. Reese James got into the team, who just offers. Much more attacking wise than than Espelicueta. Like he can actually, such so as pains me to say, that so he can actually like play crosses. <laughs> he's very he's very good at playing crosses too, which helps. But like, but like can actually play crosses in and doesn't hit the first man on like eighty <laughs> percent of them. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, no, they've been they've yeah the 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 two weeks they, they didn't play very well for like what a week and a half there but yeah but um they bounced back with a, a much needed win against Aston Villa and still in a pretty good position they they sit they're six points ahead of Wolves who we should touch they, on a little they, bit they've been on the come up yeah Wolves. yeah um they're six points ahead of Wolves you know I'm not <laughs> as as great as you know, and and they've been the last, especially because they started the season horribly. So, like, yeah. um, you know, six points up on them, but more importantly, they're uh, Chelsea are eight points up on United. What uh, nine on Tottenham and ten on Arsenal? Like that's that's really the only right. teams that have, that I'm really looking at at, right. at legitimately challenging. Um, but no, uh, things are going well there. But like I said, we got Wolves have been much better lately. They're sitting in fifth. They're sitting. What do we predict for them? I predict it's you. Sixth. You said sixth, yeah. and that and the and why not? Why the hell not? Right yeah, yeah, really, why not? Um, so they're sitting in sixth with twenty three points. Been much better lately. They're um, obviously. I know we there was some there's some rumors about maybe Nuno going to Arsenal. That's also, uh, malarkey. Also, maybe a possibility, but but um, the Wolves situation is, I think, is very good for him right now. And 
Then you sit sixth is United with 21 points, who've genuinely played better recently. And Pogba is not back yet. Pogba should be back in the next week or so. So, again, it can't get any worse, really. <laughs> but, but, they're, but, they're at, but again, they, they're not going to finish in top four. Um, but who cares? Like, they... they I think they're they, not, they do care. They, no, they care, but but like they, I think, at least the way that Ole Gunnar talks, like it's he kind of care. He cares a lot more. I think about the the youth players developing. Which why not? I mean, I respect that. I do yeah, like, like you, the team's not good enough to finish top four. The midfield again, no creativity from there. Although they look. Again, to the detriment of to, to just speaking on how bad Tottenham have been, like Fred and Pereira actually looked pretty good against them yesterday, which is yes, that is even even a blind mice finds a hate. No, 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 I'm saying that's that's not that doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> this again says more about Tottenham, <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah. Um, but no, they've like, they've. I think this is around like they're stabilizing, like their stabilization is like sixth or fifth this season. But, no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh, United, oh, United, oh, for oh, United. Oh. This is about right. They'll get Pogba back. They'll they'll be a little more. They'll be def. They'll be more exciting easily if he's in the lineup. And and but although Martial has an injury, who he's supposed to be out for maybe the rest of the month. But um, no, they've they've been good enough. Like that they'll. Not again, not finished fourth, but I, I don't think the expectation should be that the expectations are probably not high for them anymore, right? Like it, it, that, I mean, that probably happened like weeks ago, but right, but you know, seeing Mason Greenwood start against Tottenham, seeing Rashford start to score again, unbelievably, Jesse Lingard played in that game too. I guess just. just Crazy, but but um, how, how old is Jesse Lingard again? Uh, <laughs> almost 30 at this point, I guess, but, but it actually, he's like 26. <laughs> but, 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 it feels, but it feels like feels like he's been like 23 for <laughs> four, four years, yeah. so but so uh, no, no, they've been, but I gotta give them some credit, they've stabilized at least. I yeah. think, I think they've stabilized, um. I think this will be a right around where they finish, and for them, it's like hopefully, you know, these guys develop. Uh, hopefully, McTominay keeps getting better. I think he's. I think he's gotten. I think he's been. Again, he's like twenty, so it's like yeah, he'll he'll tough situation. Grow yeah, out of the make a wish. Yeah, plays, but. But now he's not a make a wish because he's an academy player. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, can't be make a wish. He actually has like a pedigree there. Like, <laughs> but um, and yeah, Daniel James is is out of make a wish. He's actually been good. So um, you got him, and then you know maybe maybe Andreas Pereira will and and Fred will. Won't become Brazilian again <laughs> at some point, but um, yeah, they looked you know, they looked like they had a Brazilian grandparent yesterday. So there's <laughs> some progress. Yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, they look like they they're like at least a quarter Brazilian. But um, yeah, no, that uh, they, there's yeah, not much else to say on United and Tottenham. Sorry, they're not in our top six update. This <laughs> <time>. so, <laughs> tune in next year. They are 
back. <laughs> oh my god, they're back, baby. They're back with a loss. They're United back. Bro. I do have to point out though, old, like United's record at Old Trafford is amazing, regardless. Yeah, of terrible. No, it's game. yeah, it's very weird. It is very weird. Their record at Old Trafford this season has been. Pretty good. They've it beaten. Was, it was the only place that Liverpool drew. They've beaten Chelsea. They've beaten Leicester. They've beaten Tottenham. They drew to Arsenal and drew to Liverpool. That I did not see coming in right. any sense. So exactly. So at least shout out to them. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Tottenham stuff. They're they're absolute. They're diabolical, honestly. But yeah, like I said, they're not in the top six, so no update yeah. this week. Uh, check yeah. in next year. Um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of wraps up the the top six teams and where they're at now. Obviously, with more to come between now and the Christmas break, there I'm sure be even bigger news stories, um, especially after the Manchester Derby this weekend. But Derby, d- Derby, Derby. It's, 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 it's pronounced it's an Derby. E. It's pronounced Derby. In Eng- it, in the, yeah, it's it's spelled that way. All right. I know, I know, I know. It's ridiculous, but but th- that's how it's pronounced. Sweet. All right. <laughs> With that, I, I've got, I've got, I've got someone saying you're <laughs> pronouncing he's pronouncing it wrong. It's pronounced Darby. I'm sorry. Manchester Darby. Yeah, if you will. With that, though, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back with some more action very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back talking not a little La Liga. We're going to get to that next week, and we're going to go off and have a – trust me, we're going to have a discussion about that. And it may or may not involve refereeing. But we are going to talk a little bit of uh, Euro 2020, a tournament that Rian and I are actually considering going to. Um, And who knows? Maybe we'll do a a podcast from from the Euros. But, yeah, this is – the draw for the Euros came out a couple days ago, um, and we're looking at it, and they're – there's some really good ties in pretty much all of these groups. Like it just looks very like aesthetically appealing to like matches when you want to scroll through and like pick one that you like. But we got to start off in Group F. Like we have to start talking. Like this is just ridiculous. Like Portugal, France, and Germany, and also whoever is the uh, the playoff winner in uh, Group A or Pot A or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, RIP. So, <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, obviously that's by far the group of death. So in that group, you have the 2016 World Cup, or sorry, 2018 World Cup winners, the 2016 Euro champions, and the 2014 World Cup winners. <laughs> like Basically the last three. Like, last three major tournament winners are all in the same group. Uh, and now this should be a lot of fun. Like, I mean, yeah. um, it, obviously maybe France will get some revenge against Portugal. Unfortunately, who knows if maybe Adair will be on the tour. <laughs> oh, so triggered. Oh, my God. They won't they won't get they unfortunately probably won't get won't get their revenge against Eder, but no. uh, <laughs> Yeah, he obviously he, you know, he had he had to give Jao Felix a chance. So he retired. <laughs> he retired from the national team. He had to give him a chance. So yeah, yeah. Got, you know, of course. You know, some legends know when it's time to pass the torch. Oh. You know, and he passed it 
Are you saying Ronaldo? Uh, Ronaldo passed it to Adair when he got oh, yeah, when he got injured course. in the final. He passed it to Adair. You know. he decided to come out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> score a worldly against Spain. And yeah, never go. Of course, of course. <laughs> so that, I mean, obviously that game will be awesome. Um, that game will be the and games really in that group will be awesome. Um, there, I mean, there there are two teams that are not going to get out of that group. Yeah, right. So outside of who could potentially be the the playoff winner right. in that in that pot. Who do you pick to not get out of this group? That's a, that's a more yeah. that's a harder question. I mean, also something to note too: France knocked Germany out of the 2016 Euros. The, the, the connection to these teams is is pretty great. Crazy. But, um, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's all it's pretty impossible to, to like predict now because very easily there could be an injury that. I mean, Germany have had pretty horrible injuries in luck in, like, major tournaments. Um, and, you know, just just for this one, Leroy Sané probably won't be playing in it because he'll be coming off of an ACL injury. Right. So, but um, Gnabry will be. Oh, Gnabry will. Yes, yes, Gnabry will be playing. <laughs> that is true. And um, although Serge Aurier probably will not be playing right back for France. So, so that's, yeah. Um but you know, it'll obviously be. It's hard to predict it now. But these are three of the top six or seven teams in the world, and they're all going to be in the same group for the Euros. It's that's pretty absurd. That's, so it's, it's honestly just a huge marketing scheme. That's <laughs> I'm convinced yeah, that this was. One group of that. I mean, there's, there's so many fucking teams in the Euros. It's, I know. It's I know. To 32, and to still somehow get these three teams in the same group does look. Kind a, of little, a little fishy, yeah. to say the least. I agree. But if honestly, if I had to pick a team for from my perspective that is not going to make it out of Group F, it's in my opinion, I think it could be Portugal um, outside of the playoff winner because I think that Germany have enough talent through all phases of their um, what's it called of their team. Mm, they didn't make it out of the group stage of the World Cup. Yes, but neither <laughs> neither has like any team like prior in the last two tournaments. Yeah, no, that's fair. Past, yeah, it is a weird trend that World Cup winners don't do very well at the next one. Right, right. But I do think that they still have enough talent even since the you know the World Cup two years ago um, to make it through the group stages against a France, against a Portugal. I think France make it through. Um, I'm pretty confident in that. And I guess that kind of just leaves Portugal. So <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, it'll... Talent-wise, you maybe, I guess, would put Portugal lowest on those three. But who knows? Well, I mean, like, yeah. Again, tournament play, the, you, know, you can't. It's very hard to predict, especially right now when we're so far away from it. You but, just never know, yeah. But it should be, I mean, obviously that'll be the highlight of the group stages is that group. Um, some other interesting matchups, though. You have Group D with England, Croatia, uh, Czech Republic, and the playoff winner in, uh, in like, the uh, C. That, that, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you'll have a rematch of the semifinals of last year's World Cup, so with England and Croatia, at obviously. At Wembley, too, yeah, yeah. England's, also, yeah, very important to note, England's group stage games are at Wembley, so, like, all, all. So, Again, what? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't really know how that works either, but, but you know, they, they have their group stages there. I mean, they're not, they're obviously going to make it out of the group. Like, that's, like, I mean, I think the country would actually like 
cave in on itself if they found a way to play three games at Wembley during a major tournament and not make it out of the group. But, um, Honestly, yeah, so, so I think it's literally impossible for them not to. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's so, so them and Croatia should be that should be at least interesting one. Um, weird because Czech Republic were in their qualifying group and so, are somehow in their Euros group. That made no sense to me. But that is the fit. That's where I'm like, really, you could, like that happened and Portugal, France, and Germany are all in the same group. That's pretty weird. Um, but. No, it's, that, it's almost like FIFA is corrupt, but oh uh, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. we everyone knew. In this case, but yeah, uh, yeah, subsidiary of FIFA now. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and yeah, in, in terms of everything else, other groups are more straightforward. I think Group E is somewhat interesting. You got Spain, Sweden, and Poland. Um, I think it's an underratedly like yeah. like difficult group because yeah. I don't think any one of those teams stand out right now. Right, and and we're. Nine years on from, well, really, uh, seven years on from Spain winning the 2012 Euros, and since then they've not been good at major tournaments. Like pretty much any of them. No, not at all. They lost to Russia last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, I'm pretty sure Russia was on some sort of doping mechanism, but, but but they still went to penalties with Russia. Exactly, <laughs> and then they lost. Yeah, yeah. and lost. So. Um, so you know, they have something to prove, definitely. Like they, this is not this is not like this is not the Xavi, Iniesta, um, <laughs> like Sesh Fabregas, like team or David Villa up top, and then you have like Puyol and PK and yeah. Sergio and Ramos all in back line. Like this is not the same team, you know. No. So so not we're at all. a much I mean, different generation of players. It's literally a totally unrecognizable team to that that generation. Like they're still trying to figure out who Ramos is center back partner is because PK retired obviously so like who's his his partnership going to this tournament no one really knows he's had about three or four go like in friendlies and just somewhat uh, in qualifiers and stuff like that and they haven't been able to nail one down and on top of that they don't have a striker um, well a, a true one at that and I can confidently tell you Diego Costa is not coming to the Euro 2020 yeah, so probably not yeah <laughs> so I mean Morata has been very good the last yeah. month or so so if obviously if he keeps it up then you have him I mean Gerard Moreno too yeah he, he's gotten called up the last the last couple cycles so yeah um you know, if I mean, we'll see if he's like on the on that type of level. Um, and obviously, you'll have to ask the same question of Murata because he has not played for Spain at a uh, at a major tournament yet. They so also don't have wingers on top of that. That's so also true. It, yeah, there are there are a lot of problems with the Spain side, basically. Yeah, they have a they have a lot of the same midfield. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of dudes who just purely yeah. operate in the middle of the field. Right. So it's interiors. Yeah, as, uh, as I say in Spanish, and that was a. Butchered pronunciation, but still. Um, yeah, so I think this is an underratedly difficult team because also Sweden and Poland essentially rely on individual talent from from there. So you never right. you never know what's really going to happen in that case. Yeah, so I think that should be a fun group. And outside of that, it should be pretty straightforward groups for teams like Netherlands, who are in the same group as Ukraine and Austria. Um, and then also you have uh, Belgium being put in with Russia, Finland, and Denmark. They should. Again, easy stroll should be easy stroll for them. <clears throat> uh, group A actually, I think, is somewhat interesting too. You have Italy, Wales, and Switzerland, right? And, and 
and Turkey, Turkey as well, Turkey as well. Um, but, but I think Italy, Wales, and Switzerland should be interesting. I mean, Switzerland usually play play well at, at at major tournaments. They usually come together and play pretty well. Um, and then Wales, obviously, making it to the semifinals last uh, in the twenty sixteen Euros, like. Like ridiculously but, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wales is also is very somehow special in terms of like their players play really well when they when they play for Wales. Yeah. Um, so, and obviously they have good players too. When you talk about Gareth Bale, um, Daniel James, and like, Anne Ramsey, you know, they have good players there. Coached by Ryan Giggs too, which is which is really interesting. But yeah. Um, yeah. no, I think I think that should be a very interesting group too. I think Wales will put up a good fight. I think. I think Wales probably have a, decent, a pretty good chance to make it out of that group too. So it'll most likely be between them and Switzerland. Um, but you know, Wales are, are always at least pretty entertaining to watch at international level. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see these Group A match matchups, especially Wales versus Italy, because I do think that. Wales have been on the come up somewhat in, in terms of oh, prowess, yeah, right? Sure. So, and, and so Italy, Italy too. That's my point, right? Italy have started to regain their yeah. their form, and they've they've ne- needed to because they right. they missed out on the World Cup and yeah. they missed out on major tournament. So they need to prove it to the to the world as well. So they have something to say. But I will say that I think of all the teams in this entire tournament, the one team that I think could surprise everyone. The, the most out of the for the entire summer is Denmark. I I have a feeling based on mathematics alone, right, two people get out of each group, right? Group B is not very impressive per se, at least on paper. Belgium being the starlet in that in that group, yeah. but Russia, we saw do somewhat well at the yeah, World Cup, yeah. but I do think that that was a fluke. You got the host nation boost. Exactly, exactly. And you have okay, you have Sharashev, right? You like you you have some. Yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they have some, they have talented players. They have they have some Champions League level players, really. Um, <laughs> they somehow found a way to shit on Arsenal. I don't know how you did that. But <laughs> <laughs> you said, you somehow found a way to rub it's that in. Literally, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Denmark, I like that. Yeah, Denmark, I think. Think about the players they have. I think about the players they have. I think Eriksson. Like, they have um, Yusuf Poulsen, who starts um, regularly for um, Leipzig, who are sitting second in the Bundesliga. Um, and, and then you have Andreas Christensen, and then you have Kasper Schmeichel, too, who's a exactly. very good goalkeeper, right? So like, they they have high level players on the team, and that's. Through the spine too, when you think about that, think about the goalkeeper, the center back, uh, one of the central midfielders, and and then the striker that's straight through the spine, and that's and they're they're too. I, I I like that. I think it. I I think England fans should be very very worried about a team like that because <laughs> it's just the quintessential team where they probably they might play them in like the quarterfinals and everyone's they like might oh sleep on and everyone's like fuck yeah bro we're in the top. <laughs> we're getting Sammy's yeah. easy, easy money. Just like Iceland. <laughs> Just like fucking Iceland. But uh, obviously losing to Denmark would be actually far more respectful than the Iceland loss. But but um, but no, that's the type of team that I agree. They could they could easily they could definitely um, surprise one of these these bigger teams. Um, 
I think a team like Spain should would be should be afraid yes. of. Spain, <laughs> Spain should be worried about every team, basically. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> goes without saying. I don't think anyone has faith faith in um, in Spain right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, yeah, to do real damage at the exactly. tournament. Right. Yeah. Right. No one, no one believes that's going to happen right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got we've got a great. I mean, and we still have obviously the playoffs stuff too, where I know there's a possibility that Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland play each other in the playoff. Yes, yeah, which, which would be uh, politically wow. ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they're... I, I, obviously, I think things are a lot better now for, than it was in the past. I mean, I don't think... Three years ago or something. Like, like, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't think it'll, I don't think that there'll be like major, major problems. Um, but it would, be, it would be very cool still. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a story that writes itself, basically, but it would be entertaining to say the very, very least. But I don't know. That kind of wraps up the Euros. I, I, I do think that, obviously, you have France being a favorite, naturally. Um, you have a lot of Group F talent there. But I think this is also a tournament that England could do very well in. If they don't they should massively be screw they should up. Be, yes. they should, I mean, all jokes aside, talent-wise... Uh, I still have questions about their midfield. Um, so, so does everyone else. Yeah, yeah uh, but obviously some things could happen. I, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see how their midfield kind of what their midfield ends up being. Um, you know, in, especially in like the games before the Euros and those like warm up games, pretty much stuff. Because um, <clears throat> they don't have a. They still don't have a real like number ten, and they don't have a real holding midfielder. If you want to count Jordan Henderson, (laughs) yeah, but he doesn't really play holding mid for Liverpool, so like they don't have a. And then sure they could. They could act like Harry Winks is a is a defensive is a defensive midfielder that's effective, if they want. But um, but yeah, I think I think they're they're midfield and there's defense to outside of Harry Maguire at center back. Their options are like John Stones and Tyrone Mings and. So you basically, know. you have no confidence. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have confidence in their defending. But you know their fullbacks are very. They will have Chilwell and Alexander Arnold as their fullbacks. Pretty good. That's not bad. Um, and then up okay. top, then up top, they'll have any combination of Harry Kane, uh, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, or Ew. yeah, or 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 Hudson Odoi, or um, or. Back up to their main striker is Tammy Abraham. Like their attacking options will be fantastic. No, Deli Alley has been much better the last three weeks, and he will get back into the team. Like, you know, they're they're gonna have their attacking options is really good, really really good. Um, but you know, the the back line and then and then Pickford, who's just actually the. The biggest spaz I've ever seen. Like, he's such a spaz. That's not what I expected you to say at all, actually. <laughs> Just an absolute spaz in the back. I, I can't imagine that any defender actually likes playing with him. <laughs> it's a fucking spaz. But, um. Uh, I hope yeah. you listen to this, Pickford. <laughs> but, probably, will, probably won't, but we'll, we'll but, but yeah, no, but the on attacking talent alone, they're going to cause a lot of problems, but they're going to have a lot of problems at the back, too. So. Fair. That's a very fair assessment, actually. But 
We'll see who uh, who does well in Euro 2020. Hopefully, uh, Rian and I will um, will end up making it over there for at least a part of the tournament to see what's going on. But with that, that kind of wraps up our um, pod for this week. We obviously had a lot to get to after our slightly uh, longer hiatus from uh, from the Thanksgiving holidays. But as always, we'll be back some point next week with another pod going over a little bit more in La Liga and, as always, the rest of Europe. So with that, have a good one, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks.